Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yeah, man, I'm pretty ready. How about you? Oh, yeah. Excellent. You know what's funny? I think it's ingrained into me now because I was a little bit distracted. I didn't hear the whole intro for some reason. I zoned out for a second, screwing around with my light over there. And then I come to the end and I'm like, it's time. Which <laughs> <laughs> is the way it is. Now that we've been doing it for two and a half years. Yeah, man. That's pretty crazy, right? Yep. But we are finally, I mean, not finally, we decided to do something with our logo. Oh, yeah. I already forgot we were going to say something about it. (laughs) And we uh, revamped it a little bit, made it a little uh, more fuck the man. Yeah, a little anarchy in there. Ooh. Scritchy scratchy. Yeah, I fucking love it. I think it's dope as hell, dude. It turned out awesome. And you know what? We were just kind of fucking around with it. And they were like, should we do the whole launch thing? Should we just kind of wait it out? You know, call it a 2022 New Year thing? Nah, fuck it. We're just going to do it when we do it. Fucking launch it, dude. So this this recording will be out in the future. Because that's how recordings work. Or it's, it's live on Rockfin now. So if you watch the Rockfin intro, or if you or will watch it eventually, you'll see it on there. But if you don't, it'll be throughout the socials soon. Yeah. What is going on with Rockfin, dude? I don't understand this. Is it happening? It. Is it on? So what happened was we went live. Okay. We went live in Streamlabs. Mm-hmm. And then I assumed Rockfin was good to go because it was showing up on Rockfin. And then a little box pops up. And says, go live. So then, once I click that, I I don't know. I, I, I don't understand what's happening. I don't know if maybe we are... Because it happened the last time. And when I went back and rewatched it, it had everything. Like, the whole beginning. Us, like, clearing our throats in the beginning. And, like, all, all that shit it had. But I still have to click yeah. go live. But it's still... I, I don't fucking get it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a dope, and I don't. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it. I think it got it all because I'm looking at it now, and it started up, and it it's showing me screwing around on my phone, and well, I guess that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but watching it. So where's the? Uh, oh, there's the chat. I don't want to watch myself. Why not, man? I mean, hearing myself is. Bad enough. I don't want to watch myself, too. You're not used to it yet? My daughter asked me the other day. Well, I say the other day. It was it was another day. Uh, she said, uh, don't you hate hearing your voice? And at first I was like, is she fucking insulting me right now? <laughs> but then I was like, oh, you know, then <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You know, I get it. Uh, yeah, I did at first. Uh, it was... Like nails on a chalkboard to me, man. I fucking hated it. Yeah. And now I'm just like, fuck it. I mean, whatever. What you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you took over the editing because that's what you wanted to do, and it's it, fun. I mean, I was used to it when I was editing too, and so now it would be a little bit of a culture shock if I go back to editing. Do you ever go back and listen to the episode? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Not a whole lot. I used to until. 
like I was really into the editing and I'm like, well, I fucking listened to it when we did it. And then I listened to it when I edited it. <laughs> I don't want to listen to it again. Not, right. not that they're not great shows, but you already lived it twice. Lived it twice, man. Where are we at now? Should we kill some more time? Because we... Should we just get into it? I don't know, man. The kids will be here. Uh, fuck, I don't know, man. It's just shitty timing with the way school is now. If la- yep. Last year would have been fine. But this year, they start an hour later, they get home an hour later, and it just fucks everything up. Oh, because COVID sleeps. <sighs> it's tired during the day. I, it's nocturnal, isn't it? They said it's due to a bus shortage, bus bus driver shortage. What? I don't know, but whatever. Seems like a little bit, tiny bit of a cop-out. I don't know. I know my kids ride the second bus home, so. Oh, so maybe that's why they're an hour later. Well, they get out an hour later. So my kids actually get home late late compared to some other kids because a bus has yeah, to drop a- they got to drop a bunch of kids off then they got to go back to the school grab my kids and then bring them home does a bus driver get paid good money uh you know i don't know they should pay them some good money that way they might get somebody yeah that's the trouble with my where my wife works they they need help because people left because they weren't paying the people that had been there a long time more money and now the people that are would be potential new hires would get even shittier pay, so they're not hiring anybody because the people aren't going to work for pennies. Yeah, because everything's going up except for wages. Well, they are, but then that means for who? all <clears throat> Chick Fil A. Oh yeah, yeah, Chick Fil A workers around here are starting at like eighteen bucks an hour, dude. God damn. Yeah, it's wild. But if you thought you were paying a lot of money for a chicken sandwich before. Just fucking wait. Ooh, brother. People don't get it. They don't understand. Higher wages means either people lose their jobs because they can't afford, the company cannot afford to pay all those same people that high, high wage. Right. And therefore, that's why they're putting in those, those electronic kiosks at all the fast food restaurants. Yeah. Or if you want all those people to keep their jobs, you are going to be paying double probably at least double for your fucking sandwich so you can't have it both ways people no nope everything is going up yeah not subtly a lot if you pay your what nine dollar an hour employee ten dollar an hour employee eighteen dollars an hour suddenly your four dollar chicken sandwich is now nine fucking dollars and that doesn't even count the fries and the drink. It's business, baby. That's the way it is. Yeah. Or your wait time doubles because they have less employees. Because they can't afford to pay 20 employees $18 an hour, so they cut it down to nine employees. So fast food becomes less fast food. Yeah. And fast food's so expensive now, you might as well just DoorDash some uh, sit-down place, some fucking Texas Roadhouse or something. Yeah. Is that a bad idea? We can't grab fast food for less than $40. Oh, God, no, dude. Nope. And the kids' mouths are getting bigger. So even now, the what we had, the oldest is in college now, so she's in culinary school. She's eating her own stuff over there. 
But the second one, she's she eats an adult meal. And the third one, she's on her way to an adult meal. Yo, I thought you said she eats a dog meal. Dog meal. And I was like, what Ran the out of the fuck? can. <laughs> Just order from Chewy? <laughs> Not a sponsor. They could be. They could be. They could be. Man, I got something in my fucking eye. It hurts. I did that one time. Son of a bitch. It was bad. I just moved it to a more painful spot, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do a cryptid for this topic. And when I was, I don't know, something in me has decided that I'm all about cryptids right now. And I just started looking up. What? I was going to say, when you told me the name of this, I had no clue it was a cryptid. This is like, I can't believe what I found on, well, there's not a lot on this one, but when I started digging into cryptids alone, and I I looked up to see if, just for shits and giggles, to see if you could get a certificate in cryptozoology. Yes, you can. I'm like, what? No fucking way. So for $174, at least that was the, the discount price. And they... They let you do monthly payments. So $14 a month, you can take uh, a course. It's an online course. I think it's set, it's 10 modules, whatever that means. So you just do an hour a day, I don't know, a few hours a week, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can eventually get an accreditation to be a cryptozoologist. Wow. And then put that bitch right there. That's right. Yeah, I think it's, it's from the cool. uh, What? I said, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. TheCenterOfExcellence.com. That's spelled C-N-T-R-E. You know, from those people who use the metric system. Fucking Englanders. <laughs> Fucking Englanders. Englanders. So, uh, did you know cryptozoology actually means the study of hidden animals? No, I didn't. I wasn't sure what crypto meant. Uh, well, crypt- cryptid is is hidden animal. Cryptid is so. What is crypto? Well, that's just how they. I guess they didn't go with cryptozoology. They went with cryptozoology for some reason. So cryptozoology and cryptocurrency, they don't correlate. No. Okay. But they could because they're all fucking hidden animals. Nobody knows what the fuck cryptocurrency is. No, I mean we're we're earning crypto right now on Rockfin, and uh, we don't. I I don't fucking know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Can you translate it to a dollar, please? Because that's how, that's what we know. Yeah. How many silver can I get for one Rockfin crypto? Huh? That's important. Yeah, it would be. Because when World War Three starts, right here in America, hmm? Very well could, man. We'll have to go back to system. Scrape up some silver rings and all that. But yeah, I, I'm... I want to do that. On uh, centerofexcellence.com, they have a bunch of courses in um, paranormal, weird stuff. Like uh, you can get an accreditation in tarot, conspiracy theories in general. Yeah. I told my wife about that. I just fucking did the thing again where I turned my head and clear my throat. Son of a bitch. I told my wife about it, and she was like, I said, isn't that cool? And she was like, nah. She said, it's like somebody else is telling you what to think. And I'm like, interesting like for for the conspiracy one yeah i could kind of see that but the cryptid one eh, i'd get a cryptid one yeah i think so i mean 174 dollars you get 
I'm sure it's the same shit we could dig into online. So really, you're paying $174 for a piece of paper that says, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> for just a bunch of <laughs> Wikipedia pages. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know what the 10 modules would be. I, I was looking into it, the description of it, and it, was, it mentioned, you know, the big ones, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, Yeti, that kind of stuff. And so I don't know what else they might get into over a 10-hour course or whatever it might be. Who knows, man? Maybe some... Maybe some fucking Nahani. Ooh. Nahani, the, the whole valley. Oh, wait. No, what is this one called? Nakani. Nakani. Whatever. It's related. <laughs> it's in the same area. So oh, is we it? are going, yep, yeah, we're going back to the Nahani Valley, baby. Excellent. The Valley of the Headless Men. Ooh. And the Nakani may have had something to do with that. I figured. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the craziness of the Nakani right away. I'll get into the um, the scientific thought on it first. Okay. The, uh, the article that I read was from Hammerson Peters. It's on his website, Mysteries of Canada. And he pretty much took the section in his book, Legend of the Nakani Valley, and just put up a blog post. Which, I mean... That works. Yeah. So the Nakani is a, a wild man from the north. Not, sort of like Bigfoot and Sasquatch, but not quite. Like Tarzan. A little bit taller. Oh, is, okay. Well, he, okay. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Hmm. Have, do you ever hear of the, the Yowie? Yeah. The wild man of Australia? Mm-hmm. If Australia. It probably doesn't. Neither does the Yowie. Or it does. And we're all wrong. Or right. Who knows? <laughs> Take that course. You might not, You might find out for sure. Maybe. Centerofexcellence.com. Now we're not getting paid for this. That would be awesome too. Because I would promote their shit out of, I think there's 72 different courses of uh, weird paranormal stuff on there. You might promote the shit out of them. It might be all bullshit. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of what all the other ones were because I, I read down all of them. Oh, there was a there was a ton of them, dude. There was like mysticism and tarot and uh, uh, mindfulness and all, there was a ton of shit. I looked through all of them too. And they're all about the same price, I think. Uh, there was a there was a discount for this period of time, for some reason. Yeah, I think. Some of them were, they were more pricey, but I think they were just not on sale. I, I think they were just not receiving a discount. Hmm. Um, well, did I say it? I think I said it. There's not a whole lot of information on the Nakanis. I took most of it from Hammers and Peter stuff, and and I dug into some of his sources that he, that he dug into. So I got a little hodgepodge of this and that for it. And I will read down directly from quotes from his um from the website so i mean if nothing else if you don't support him in any other way go to mysteriesofcanada.com and just poke around he's got way more stuff on there than just the legend of the nahani valley the nakani stuff um oak island he's got some stuff on that okay cool you know anything about oak island I know a little bit about Oak Island. Uh, not 
Definitely not much at all. Yeah, I don't know anything. So it seems like it's a cool thing that we might have to get into. Yeah. Isn't it? It's cursed or something, right? Like every time people go to dig there and look for this shit, like people die and all kinds of shit like that, right? Is this the one with uh, some potentially really valuable buried treasure or something? That would be my guess since people fucking flock to it since, I mean, it, it was even, it was a TV show. Oh, was it? Yeah, the Curse of Oak Island, I think it was. Yeah, I don't know much about it at all. You and your little islands, man. Look, that's where I want to move to, man. Just a little fucking island. You got one right over there. Well, I don't want to move to that one. I want, I want, I want to go to like the fucking Bahamas or something, dude. You want sunshine all the time? Fuck yeah, dude. Just on the beach all the time, just <laughs> sipping my my little drink out of a coconut in a hammock. Oh. The only lot rent you pay is where you park your beach chair. Yeah. Just fucking living in an RV, dude. When they kick you out, you just drive up a little further down the beach, you know, <laughs> go to to the next little area. Can't park here anymore. All right, I'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll just, you just back up a little bit, like a few feet. <laughs> Good here, right? I moved. I'm really mostly killing time so we can get into this. Yeah, I'm watching on the camera, man. I, it's so crazy. Sometimes it's like 4.15. Other times it's 4.30. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? I, I don't know if it had, if the weather plays a role since they are the second boss or what, but. Yeah. Well, we'll keep going. So uh, this particular cryptid does share qualities with the Sasquatch and Bigfoot and the other wild men. Is this a hairy one? Yep, this one's Harry. Okay. Now, Hammerson posted a link on, I think it was subreddit Cryptozoology. He's the one he posted on. Just a link to to this article. And people are in there kind of poo-pooing all over it. Oh, it's pretty much Sasquatch. I don't know why there's so many of these. And Hammerson tried to set him straight and said, look, it's a different kind of wild man in this area. The, he has different... Or she, they have different features, characteristics, attributes than much of the other ones. Like, I don't really know what the Yeti did, other other than you know maybe he did the Dialof Pass thing, did he? Yeah, I think the Yeti is. I think it's essentially Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever, just the cold weather version, like the white fur, and I think they're basically the same thing. Yeah, so we have a bunch of different kinds of bears, like grizzly bears, polar bears, black bears. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, like in deer, we have deer all over the world. So why can't we have a wild man all over the world huh? with different attributes, different flavors? Huh? Why the fuck is he so hairy, though? It's cold. Ah, come on, dude. I don't know <laughs> about that. Not not that easy? I mean, our Eskimos aren't covered in fur. Unless they want to be. I was going to save the name of this till I got a little bit down my notes, but everybody already knows that we've said Nakani. Oh. And that's all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little premature there, I guess. It happens. To the best of us. Mm-hmm. But I'll still tell you what other peoples of the area called the same kind of creature, the same phenomenon that was going on with these people. The Gwich'in people who lived closer to the Arctic Circle 
called them Mahoney. Mahoney? Yeah. Okay. The Kuyakan people of the Yukon River Valley called them uh, Nakentlia, or sneakers. The Tanana, a group of people from the southwest Alaska region, called them uh, Nantina, or hairy men, or they're known as bad Indian, or bellowing man, or bushman. I'll tell you what, I'll never be mistaken for a fucking uh, Nakani, or whatever, because I, I can only grow about six chest hairs. So... Uh, <laughs> They'll never call me a hairy man. So you're going to be a naked bush man? Yeah. Naked bush man. <laughs> Just a bush. That's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Nakani comes from the, the Slavey, Casca, and Mountain Indians of the McKinsey area. That's what they called him. So we're going to get into the scientific ideas first of what this phenomena is and I guess well eventually I'll get into the phenomena of what's what's going on awesome these ethnologists and anthropologists what do they know anyway probably more than me freaking scientists they go out there and do, they do this stuff and they think they got all the answers no you didn't live it you weren't there right. there's stories and there's stories of incidents all the way up the most recent one that I know of that I found for this 2016. Wow. Yeah, dude. It's interesting. I did not expect it that recent. I figured it would be, you know, the older. Like yeah, 19, 1934 or something. Yeah. So by the end of this episode, all those ethnologists and anthropologists are going to be anthropologists. Ooh. That's right. I wasn't quick enough with my badumps. <laughs> and then I'm going to do a little, like right now, I'm going to smatter with, pepper in these stories of people with the different experiences of these things happening out there. And the first one, it comes from the same article. So I'm telling you, almost everything here except for that 2016 story comes from Hammers and Peters' article. Okay. And with the, with the stories, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote them. So, uh, John McLeod's experience, and I don't know how he relates to Frank and Willie McLeod with their, the whole McLeod clan out there. I'm sure he relates somehow, but this was in 1831. Frank and Willie were about 60 years later, I think. So I don't know how John McLeod works. And anyway, John McLeod's experience, quote, it is possible that the first white men to have a brush with the Nakani were Hudson Bay Company uh, employee John McLeod and his crew during the expedition up the west branch of the Liard River in the summer of 1831. One night, while resting by the fire after a long day of tracking, the voyagers were harassed by an unseen assailant who hurled stones at them from the shadows. Although McLeod Jeez. speculated that this marauder was probably a Nahani Indian, Native legend suggests that this stone-throwing provocateur, considering his behavior, may have been a Nakani. So it was wow. one of the things that they did was just, these Nakani would just throw stones. Uh, I mean, that sounds very uh, Bigfoot-y, you know? Is that what Bigfoot did? Yeah, Bigfoot throws, uh, like, large rocks. What? Mm-hmm. I thought Bigfoot was super chill. He just goes around and he's like, oh, shit, people, I'm out of here. Shit, nah, they got Big a picture Foot. of me. <laughs> Bigfoot is not super chill. Uh, Bigfoot 
I think he's portrayed as super chill, but a lot of stories are pretty terrifying. You know, you what? hear the the whooping and the, you hear him chasing him through the forest and launching rocks at him and big sticks and snapping trees to scare people off. Yeah, what? He's, yeah, he's uh he's not about that action. Holy shit. Yeah. Damn it, I want a Bigfoot to be the cool one. He's I not, thought man. He was, I thought he was so chill. Well, I, I don't think you would want to go in the forest and uh, just walk up to one. I don't think that's a smart idea. I guess not. I thought Sasquatch was the angry one. I mean, I'm, I mean, I guess they're all part of the same family of wild men, wild bipeds. <sighs> yeah. Uh, now you got me wondering. I think Bigfoot and Sasquatch... Basically the same thing. I think so. I know there's, there's, so there's multiple colored ones, and I think the brown one might be the more chill one. Uh, there's a red-haired one that has like a reddish fur. That's okay. the ones, because you know, fucking redheads always got a temper, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's they're they're the pissy ones. It's because they don't have a soul and they know they're not going to heaven. <laughs> I'm not sure if all the the wild men's bipedal the Sasquatches. What are, what the fuck are these people? The abominable creatures? I don't think they believe in the Christian heaven. It could be aliens, dude. Could be demons. They just roll in, walk through the the ley lines. There they are. Mm-hmm. Speaking of ley lines. I didn't say this in the last episode of the Nahani Valley, but there are three ley lines in the Nahani Valley. It's like a damn Bermuda Triangle of them. Of course there is, man. <laughs> Why not? Two two cross immediately, and then there's another one that comes below them. So, yeah, it's pretty much a Bermuda Triangle of ley lines. Yeah, baby. So things are just zapping in and out of there. Tropical Valley? Yep, probably. UFOs? Sure. Why not? Hmm. Where were we? Well, all right. Scientific exp- explanations. Cornelius B. Osgood, an ethnograph- ethnographer, someone who studies races of people and of their character, history, customs, institutions, etc. Did you know that? Ethnography? No, I didn't know that. Someone who studies ethnics. Anyway, Cornelius B. Osgood found that the uh, Slavey, Dog Rib, and Satu Dene Indians had such a strong belief in fear of these things that it lasted all the way through 1929. So they were wow. they were telling their people to stay away from the dark forest for all the way up through 1929. Forests are creepy, man. Yeah, they are. And that might be why, because of they just wanted to keep people in line. So it was kind of a boogeyman story, maybe, according to some of these academics. Well, it's possible. I mean, we hear of that all the time. Uh, uh, the Wendigo, they said, was a boogeyman type story, right? Yeah, I think so. But man, if you got, well, that one fucking dude, he just ate his whole family. Yeah, he was just a dick. I guess. Hungry for some people. I think you're hungry for people. You can't eat your fucking family, though, dude. It's messed up. First it was his mother-in-law. I think it was his mother-in-law. You have a great memory. Or better than me. Because <laughs> I don't remember it. I just remember he ate his fucking family. 
You remember who he ate first? <laughs> who, <laughs> whose finger bone he used to pick his teeth with? Thanks, Sonny. I threw a finger back in the fire. Ooh. <laughs> Wasn't crispy enough. Anyway, the all those groups of people, the Slavey, Dog Rib, and Satu, Dine Indians, their fear got them so much that they would rush. If, if they had an idea of this thing being in the woods near them, they would rush to the nearest lake island and wait until they believed the thing had passed. So they would just... The whole tribe would be like, oh, shit, here comes the Nakani. We got to get out of here. And just swim swim across the water to a lake island. Jeez, dude. Yeah, the whole tribe would just go. They full-on believed this. It wasn't like, a, you know, just a few, like, it wasn't like a, a boogeyman for kids. It was the whole tribe believed this. Yeah, it was like, it was like religious. Interesting. But if they, if there was no lake island to go to, Another thing they would do, um, other times if the encampment wasn't able to seek shelter from the thing somewhere else, they'd stay on their ground in the craziest way possible. When enough of them suspected one was lurking in the woods nearby, they would just wildly fire their muskets at anything wandering in the forest outside their camps. (laughs) Oh shit, here it comes. (laughs) Look, I mean, you're taught in hunter safety course, you don't do that. Well, I mean, this was like early 1800s, so they didn't give a shit about any of your hunter safety courses. <laughs> Did they have enough orange on? You got to wear the proper amount of orange as well, or you'll get fucking you'll get uh, fined. <laughs> so, which is better? Oh, if you're wearing orange, it's sort of okay to just wild fi- fire wildly out into the woods. No, still not no. okay. No. <laughs> So then you get double fine if you're not wearing orange and you're firing wildly. <laughs> you know, not this is not off topic, but it reminds me. There's an, another podcast I listen to. Uh, should I name it? Yeah. Okay. It's the Confessionals. Uh, the host is Tony Merkel. He's right from Philly, dude. And uh, nice. But he interviewed somebody who apparently shot a Bigfoot. And uh, oh. in the intro of his <laughs> of his show, you hear the little clip of the guy saying it. He said, uh, "I raised that twelve gauge and I blowed his head off." <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, holy shit! A lot of people were not happy about that guy. Why? Because he fucking allegedly blew a Bigfoot's head off. I'm sure a Bigfoot is endangered. But is it an animal? Is it a person? I would say it's not a person. It's way too big to be a person. I've never seen a person throw a boulder. <laughs> no. I mean, he, nope. he might be farm tough. I don't know. You know, when you're living out, you don't look strong, but you're strong as a fucking ox, dude. You never know. Right. Farm tough. You fuck yeah. somebody up. Mm-hmm. Just live out in the wilderness all the time. Just got to break trees off to, I don't know, because I guess that's a thing to do. For firewood, maybe, maybe that's a smoky fire, though. Yeah, if you just rip a rip a tree out of the ground, a lot of smoke. All right. In 1879, B. R. Ross, a trader for the Hudson Bay Company, wrote a report titled "Notes on the Tene or Chippewan Indians of British and Russian America." Quote: A strange footprint or any unusual sound in the forest is quite sufficient to cause great excitement in the camp. 
A fort resolution I have on several occasions caused all the natives encamped around to flock for protection into the fort during the night simply by whistling hidden in the bushes. <laughs> so this guy's just fucking with him. Gee, what, what a dick. My train of hauling dogs, also of a large breed of great hunters, would, in crashing through the branches in pursuit of an unfortunate hare, frighten some women out gathering berries. It would rush in frantic haste to the tents and fearfully relate a horrific account of some strange painted Indians whom they had seen. (laughs) What the fuck? It was my custom in the spring, during the wildfowl season, to sleep outside at some distance from the fort. Numerous were the cautions that I received from the natives of my foolhardiness in doing so. So they're like, dude, don't. I wouldn't sleep out there, man. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm the one doing all this shit. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, Let's see. So one thought about what what was going on is that they were just Indians who lost their way. They were shunned from their tribe for whatever, exiled because of murder or cannibalism within their own tribe. And by the time they found another tribe, whether it's part of their people or another people, uh, they were just all disheveled-looking, wild, frightening creatures. Extra long hair, gone emaciated bodies from malnutrition, caked in grime Mm -hmm. and filth with torn or ragged, dirty clothes, just being out there. So that was one thought, that they were just these wild Indians. Actually, not a bad thought. Because they were probably wearing hides. Right. So, and then if it was all matty, mat, yeah, matty. If it was all matted and like ratty and tattered and I could see where like someone, and then their, their skin is also just as dirty. So it almost blends in with the hides and then, yeah, I could, I could actually really see that. Yeah, so they look like this just bipedal wild creature out there trying to, like a deer. A deer is always on four legs. Almost any other creature is always on four legs, except a wild man. Well, bear. I guess they'd stand up to four stuff. Yeah, they don't just walk around on two legs all the time. Uh sometimes they do. I mean, I've seen videos of. Uh, the one in particular comes to mind of a bear who hurt his paw or something like that, and he just learned to walk on his hind legs, and he just walked around on his hind legs. What? Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, it, it is possible, I guess, that a bear got hurt, and now he's walking around on his hind legs because he just got used to it. Like my son, when he broke his wrist, it was his right wrist. He started walking around on his legs. I'll be <laughs> <No>. damned. <laughs> he started writing with his left hand, and then he got pretty good with it. But then when it, he got the cast off, he went back to his right hand, and it was like his shit was all sloppy. What? Yeah. Huh. I mean, he was in a, a fucking cast for like seven weeks or something like that. Jeez. And it was right... I mean, he. I think he was in what... He was in first grade, I think he was. So, I mean, it's prime time for writing. Oh yeah, you learn young. Like they, that's why they. Other countries learn second languages that young, but not stupid Americans. Uh, we do in in uh, this district. Oh really? Yeah, my kids have been taking Spanish classes since maybe kindergarten. What? I could be wrong about the kindergarten thing, 
definitely, definitely first grade, they started taking Spanish. Holy crap. Yeah. My uh, second oldest, she just started Spanish class oh, in yeah? high school. I, I never took a language until high school. Yeah, it was high school for us too. And uh, But my kid, I mean, my kids only take it like once a week, I think. Yeah, I, I get that. So they take a second language like it's... Uh, like an extracurricular, like like music or library class or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's it, exactly. It's rolled into those like gym, STEM, Spanish, that kind of shit. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah, you give them a little bit, but you don't overwhelm them with it. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't think it's a bad idea. Right. I'm not one of these. You're in my country. Speak my language. No, uh, no. Whatever. I mean. Learning Spanish is going to help them get a job later on. Oh, yeah. And and it would definitely be, I mean, culturally, it would be fun to do that. So if you don't know Spanish and then your kids do, they just start talking to Spanish to each other and then just leave you right out of the conversation. I'll make them order my fucking tacos <laughs> at, at the restaurant now. <laughs> I fucking love, love Mexican food, dude. Like real Mexican food, not Fuck yeah. not Taco Bell. All right, let me tell you this one last thing, and then we can take a little break, I guess. Okay. Uh, one of the wild people that was actually encountered, this one is on record. Uh, he was a knife-wielding Indian, and all he had on was a headscarf and hard-soled shoes. That's it. <laughs> Holy shit, he's not afraid of catching that thing on a twig running through the forest? <laughs> no, I guess not. He was just that fucking wild. His penis is all calloused up <laughs> from smacking it on trees accidentally, running through the fucking briar bushes. It's in the bush. Don't worry about it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> but something that's a bit of a chin scratcher, I guess we'll pick up in the next one, was that others wore strange boots that could not be purchased at any trading post in the region. Ooh. So where do these boots come from? Because no trading posts. That's a very good question. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll take a break and we'll pick that up and so much more. Well, a break for the audio people, not for the rock fans. That's right. All right, we'll start this out with another story, I suppose. Um, this is, oh, well, just a story from the website. I may as well just get into it. Uh, quote, one old Diné story which survived to the present day, recorded as it was in 1964 by northern folklorist Charles J. Kime, tells of Nakani which haunted the woods surrounding Old Crow, Yukon not far from the bluefish caves. According to this narrative, a young girl tasked with gathering spruce branches for her bed wandered a little too far from the camp. The Nakani, who had been watching her from concealment in the trees, snatched the girl and took her back to his cave. There, he bound her hands with babiche and tethered her to a tree stump situated just outside the cave's mouth so that she could not escape. The fuck is babiche? It's it's basically twine made out of intestine. (laughs) Okay, great. I don't know who's intestine. Maybe, maybe she'll become babiche for somebody yeah, one day. <laughs> New babiche. That's <laughs> what he's doing. He's just, 
you know, he, he's <laughs> building up his supply. He, he's harvesting raw babiche. Give him a minute. Ooh. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> After spending several days outside the Nakani's lair, the girl asked the wild man to give her some privacy. The monster obliged and turned his back while she moved behind the tree stump, contenting himself with holding one end of her tether in his hand. Somehow, the girl managed to free herself from her bonds when the Nakani was not looking. She stripped naked, dressed the stump with her clothes and bonnet, tied her tether to the stump, and stealthily slipped away into the woods, homeward bound. Now, this part doesn't really make sense, because if she's gone, how do they get this part of the story? But, here we go. Hmm. When some time had elapsed, the Nakani oblivious called out to the girl to see if she still required privacy. When she failed to answer him, he tugged on her tether and was surprised to find that he could not move her. The wild man began to sing a love song and move towards what he thought was his prisoner, dancing as he went. What a surprise he had when he leaped and hugged a stump. I don't know how yeah, they got that I mean, part of the story, but... I mean... Maybe she was still peeking, like just watching, you know what I mean? She was just being real quiet, real cautious. She got so far away and just wanted to wait. I mean, wouldn't you be upset if... You found out your love had a bunch of wood. You had a that? bunch of wood. Well, just hey, you grab her, and then you're just grabbing wood. A bunch You'd of naughty, upset. naughty pine. You'd be upset about it, man. <laughs> but he sang a love song. Maybe it makes the wood rigid. A love song, you know. It's the Ricky Spanish Martin. fly of the north. Ricky Martin. What was that song, Live in La Vida Loca? Yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> some, I mean, there's a very good chance some people that listen to this will have no clue what that is. That was like 20 years ago. That's wild. Or more. Fuck time, dude. <laughs> what the hell? I'm pretty sure that was a big deal before I finished high school. Probably. TRL, MTV. You know when MTV used to play music videos? 20 years ago. Some fucking noise in my audio here. Now, I don't know if you remember me talking about this guy, uh, Pool Field, and when I talked about the Nahani Valley in general. I I said in that episode that he was a retired RCMP. Mm. Uh, but he actually only worked for the... The Mounted Police, he was in the Northwest Territory, so the Royal Northwest Mounted Police, not just the Canadian. He worked for them for three years before he had enough of that shit. And then he went back to Alaska and he got married, but he still had a bunch of adventures. And he, him and his wife got word that Martin Jorgensen had struck gold. So they went to find him, and that's when they found his cabin uh, just in ashes, and Martin Jorgensen's head gone. Mm. Okay. So maybe it was in the county that took his head? Hmm. But while Pool Field was in, well, that's, just, that's just where he lived, but he also tried to track down the stories. What? You look like you have a shocked look on your face. Yeah, I just I just got to thinking the fucking beast of Jovodan took heads too. Holy shit. So is this some sort of. I don't know. What is it? Some sort of interdimensional beast thing? Is it some cryptid thing where they just like to fucking take heads or what? They just zip in and out of locations, just pulling heads off of people, and then and then doing what? It's like predator. Yeah, 
or like uh i don't know some fucking old tyrant that took heads and put them on spikes but where are the heads at the lair dude where's the lair damn it i don't know where the lair is the girl was there she was at the lair she didn't see the heads though so he was trying to track down what the hell was going on, too. And here's one of his letters. He, he had a bunch of letters. I mean, if you're interested in the history of this area, Poolfield has a bunch of letters to... I mean, he just wrote stuff like a diary or a journal. But, uh, quote, In trying to run the stories down and by careful investigation, I have finally come to the conclusion that it originated from the old days when practically all the Indians at one time or another used to make raids on each other and would take anything of value found in the camp conquered, killing the men and taking any women or young girls or boys back to their own camp. After Dawson was struck and the civilized portion of the country became policed, it was given up. But still, some of the younger men and also some of the older ones would take hunting trips into the country that was claimed by other tribes. And while doing this, they would hang around any Indian camp at night, and in some case, they would capture a young girl that some of them had taken a fancy to and take her back to their own tribe. Each tribe, if the occasion just came right, would give a foreign tribe a good scare anyway, even if they didn't do any worse. In the tribe that I was traveling with, there was a grandmother that had been stolen as a girl from the Pelis and another from the Lushu tribe at Peel River, and I know several on the Pelly at the time in which I write. So the tribes were just going back and forth stealing people. What was that movie? Uh, was that a Mel Gibson movie? Braveheart? No. Dances with Wolves. No. That was, was like a, Kevin Costner. Mm. Prince of Thieves. I think they were like Aztec Indians or whatever, but one tribe came in and took another Mel Gibson? Tri- Maybe not Mel Gibson. Oh, my God. It's right on the tip of my tongue, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. (laughs) It's going to drive me crazy. (laughs) But if these Nakani were just simple, busted Indians from that area, we wouldn't be talking about them right now. So we're going to get into some inhuman qualities. Word. I'm good with that. That uh, Konoli... For some reason, I can't say his name unless I really concentrate. Cornelius B. Osgood said the Nakani were human being, generally an Indian, dressed either in the fashion of an Indian or white. But he also said they wore tremendously large boots, which are noted by the tracks he leaves in the mud. Hmm. Tremendously large. Just wait till you hear how large. Okay. Not yet. It's coming. Uh, another another scientist, Richard K. Nelson, an anthropologist. Did you, did you remember the name? You got the name of the movie? Yeah, I couldn't look it up, but uh, I mean, I could have, but uh, Apocalypto. Apocalypto. No, I never saw that. That's not a Mel Gibson movie, is it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. That came out fairly recently, right? No. Did it? Oh, it was directed by Mel Gibson. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. I knew it had... Because I kept wanting to say fucking Armageddon. And I'm like, it's not Armageddon. Why do... But Apocalypto. Apocalypto. I think I wanted to see that, and I never did. Because there's no... There's no words, is there? Is that the one without words? You just watch it. It's like a documentary, but not even a narration. Uh, No, I think there was words. I think 
because they were making fun of one of the like the one tribe was making fun of one of their members and that's rude. he was like the son of the chief or something like that and they were like basically calling him a little bitch <laughs> i don't know that sounds no i kind of want to look it up i don't think i even finished it i think i was started watching it and i'm like well where the fuck's the apocalypse at <laughs> like, i kept waiting for the fucking end of the world i'm like fuck this man is that how you say apocalypse in Spanish? Apocalypto. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Where's the apocalypse? Let's go. You got to add O and uh, O to the end of everything and L in front of everything. Apocalypto. La Nina. Oh, yeah. La. You got to add La. For the for feminine. Yeah. See? Even, uh, even no. in the Spanish language. I don't know. Just the two. <laughs> it's just the two. Oh, they're coming for him. <laughs> they're they're going to go after these other languages next. As soon as they beat the shit out of the fucking white male, as soon as they fucking destroy us, then they're going for the other races. Isn't there uh it's not let, just Latino or Latina anymore, isn't it Latinx? Is that how you say uh, it? Or is it Latinx? <laughs> I think it's Latinx. Or Latinx see. or something like that, yeah. So would it be X... Ex-Latinx? Does that mean Exhibit was ahead of his time? Oh, shit. X gonna give it to you. He used to be... He he started off as just Zibit. Then he added the X in there. What about DMX? He used he to gone. be just about... He used to be just about direct messages. Now, <laughs> he's DMX. Or he was DMX. So, uh, hey. These people are ahead of their time, man. Oh, you wait. Know? DMX is gonna give it to you. Uh, exhibit. I don't know what exhibit's saying. Was it a DMX that oh. said X gonna give it to you? X gonna give it to you. Nobody knows what exhibit did. Just pimp my ride. Pimp my ride. That's all we know. But that was a shit show. Because when they pimped the ride, they made it like two tons heavier. And then the bitch just fell apart eventually. I saw stories where they would put shit in cars just for the show and then just take them right back out. Like, nah, you're not really getting this. God damn. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? so messed up. So you're telling me I can't have a fish tank inside of my fish tank right now? Inside of my glove box? Fuck you, West Coast Customs. <laughs> Go. Richard K. Nelson wrote that the Kuyukon Indians of the Yukon River Valley area described the Nakani as being among the large mammals, a creature that is neither man nor beast. And I think we've pretty much been saying that the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael H. Mason, an English adventurer, described them as terrible wild men with red eyes and of enormous height, completely covered with long hair. Hmm. Mm. And then there's this, which is very interesting. Uh, Alan Adam, a toponymist who studies why places are named why why places are named what they are. So uh, a toponymist is someone who studies places, names, geography. Geographic names, their origins, meanings, use, typology, said that of the Casca, Slavey, and Mountain Indians of the McKinsey area, they called the South Nahani River Nahadi, which means River of Giants. But they call it the River of Giants, Elijah. Hmm. Hmm? Why would they do Hmm. that? Maybe it was like calling a fat guy tiny. (laughs) You know? The river was, oh, it's, it's just a bunch of small people. So they throw mm-hmm. them off like Greenland, Iceland. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
It's a river of giants. Watch out. And it's just like freshwater shrimp. Actually, you know, there might have been some dope shit there, and they're just like, don't go there. There's big monsters. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to throw the rocks at you. Don't do it. (laughs) And really, it's just like a garden, you know, just pretty (laughs) flowers and shit. And it's where they grow their cucumbers, Arctic cucumbers. I don't know why they they had weed there. Oh. Maybe they had weed there. They didn't want <laughs> other people coming in and stealing their weed. They were just like, no, you look, trust me. We went there one time, one time. We lost 16 people because the fucking giants ate them. You don't want to go there. Trust us. We can't even find their heads. They're gone. <laughs> then a kid comes up like, I thought we were just there. We just went there yesterday. Shh, shh. You're still 10. Stop it. Nuh-uh. I'm 14. Shut the fuck up, little mohawk. God. So, uh, Hammers and Peters in the article said, quote, their tremendous size was attested to by the three-foot-long human-like footprints that they left in their wake, as well oh. as their alleged ability to tear entire birch trees from the earth with their bare hands, roots and all. Okay, those are fucking giants, brother. Right? Unless, I mean, maybe they're just going in like, you know, like crop circles, you know, that maybe they're faking it. They just have these big stamps. Boom, boom, boom. They're just know? scooting from their heel back and then and then they step. Scoot from the heel and step. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if, if that was legitimate, if they were the, that big and they could rip birch trees from the ground, there's no reason why they couldn't rip the head off of any living person. Uh, quite easily. Uh, it's much easier than pulling a tree out of the ground. Probably, I've never tried either one. (laughs) I would say most definitely, dude. Humans are—we're frail as fuck. I heard it only takes like five pounds of pressure to pull your ear off. Five pounds of like to pull your ear off. Maybe it's eight, but it's not much. It's—it definitely should be more, but it's not. I don't and. Now my mind's going back to Unit Seven Thirty One and the Nazis. How do we know this? How do we know this? <laughs> yeah, probably from something like that, yeah. To like, just fucking keep pulling on his ear. Let's see how long it takes to rip that thing off. We're at three pounds. Keep going. Keep five. Oh, still high. Oh, shit. 5.7. Well, try the other one. It just immediately brings that meme to mind where he's like, more. <laughs> Who was it? Kylo Ren, I think it is, from Star Wars, I think. Maybe. I think that's what it was. Here I am wearing a Star Wars shirt, and I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) More! (laughs) So, I mean, these guys, the people, the different people lost their heads, but all their jewelry and shit were still there. So, why why wouldn't it have been something like this? I mean, it, it, it leads a little bit of credence to something like that, because... All their gear was still there. They were just m- missing their heads. So the Nakani were just like, Argh! and just took it. And that was all they needed. Maybe they took the heads because they made bowls out of the skulls. Ooh, yeah. They can't just fucking go to Target and get, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond and pick up some fucking, you know, new new dishes. That's true. They wouldn't fit through the door. No. 
Unless they went to they went to Bed Bath and from the Beyond. Maybe, like Adam Sandler and Click. <laughs> right. What was it? Bed Bath and Beyond, and then there was a door that said More Beyond or some shit like that. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I like that movie. I thought it was pretty good. There were just, there's so much shit in a Bed Bath and Beyond. It wouldn't surprise me if you just there's secret doors and shit in different places. Just like the stack of towels. It's probably not a stack of towels. It's a door. My, if the problem is if I go into a Bed Bath and Beyond, my wife, I guarantee you, she wouldn't go with me. Because it's the same thing at Lowe's. If I go into, I want to go down every fucking aisle and just look see. at all the things. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, this thing cuts cucumbers and it'll make you spaghetti too. What? <laughs> and it's copper. Yeah. Oh, antimicrobial, bro. Is that what copper does for you? Yeah, I think so. I don't know, man. Pennies in my pocket look pretty shitty. Well, there's no microbes on it. <laughs> It's just that's just uh, grime. It's the Statue of Liberty, you know. It's green because Bre- it's copper. Brett Favre, he's talking about these fucking copper fit knee braces. What? It's antimicrobial. Did you say who? No, I said what. I didn't know oh. Favre was doing much of anything right now. Well, I mean, he was. I think he just got he? into. S- How old is he? Yeah. I don't know. That dude is still fucking jacked, though. Is he? Yeah, I, I think he was teaching high school football or something like that. Coaching. Did I say teaching? Teaching? What's the matter with me? <laughs> I guess a good coach is a teacher. Ooh. Damn. I needed some, like, fucking sappy music for that. Like, <laughs> the Wonder Years. Not the Wonder Years. What was that show with the guy who fucking died? Uh, Alan Thicke? Yeah. Growing Pains? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another growing pangs. Because he's dead. Oof. <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, Philip Godsell, an inspector for the Hudson Bay Company, spent time with the Slavey and Casca people, said the Nakani were troglodytes twice the size of ordinary humans who went about naked, save for a coating of evil-smelling hair. <laughs> okay. You know, and when uh, I I read about the uh, the three foot long feet, and then I wondered, what size are Shaq's feet? I don't know. Do you have the answer to that? Yes, I do. Can I guess? Sure. Size twenty three. Yes, it is. It is spot on. Size twenty three. <laughs> no way! <laughs> wow! I swear to God, I never looked it up. I had no clue. It, yeah, that's it. But Holy that, fuck. Yeah, but that equates to a 15-inch foot. Did you know your foot is the same length as your forearm? Is that an average man? It's you. Is it, like is your, it humans, in, humans ever, or is it just an average man? I think it's everybody. Like, can, you, if, can you stand on your forearm? Put your foot on your forearm. You can, I mean, you can, you can measure it. Literally. Like, you look at your forearm, and you're like, no fucking way my foot's no way. that long. Yeah, no it way. is. And it, yeah. It is. Have, have you done it? Like, put your heel in your in your elbow? You put it right in your elbow there, and your foot, your toes will go right up to your fucking wrist. Isn't that awesome? Like, right to your hand. It's fucking bizarre. That's it's like so some cool. sort of some sort of weird ratio shit, you know what I mean? It's like we were made. Uh-oh. You can't say that, I don't think. Hybrid humans. 
hybrid humans, uh, simulation, a fucking god. What? Who knows? Who knows? You think uh, God made Shaq watch? <laughs> You've been dying to make that fucking joke, haven't you? Forever. Forever. It's been three days. <laughs> That's what it could be, man. A fucking Sasquatch could be a, just a... Fucking Shaq in a wig. He just, you know, he never... He just didn't make it in the NBA. You know? He, didn't, he never got his big break. He never... He couldn't afford college. You know? And he never got the scholarship because he didn't go to a good high school. He just running around the woods in Canada. Yep, and instead of a basketball, he's throwing a fucking boulder. Head and a head. Yeah, I mean he's still practicing. You know, <laughs> you, you got to keep you got to keep sharp, man. Got to keep the fucking handle. You know, right? He just pushes him with one hand and grabs the head with the other. Boom! Mm-hmm. Got to keep those skills up. Then he throws no foul, no foul, <laughs> none at all. He immediately kills a bird because it whistles, and he thinks it's the ref blowing the whistle. <laughs> he just punches it and knocks it into fu- the like, <laughs> I don't know, into fucking Russia. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Shank is a runt of the Nakani. That's why he couldn't stay out there. Maybe he's small compared to the rest of them. Well, isn't that fucking funny? Shaq would be small compared. Like, <laughs> have you ever seen him just next to normal size things? Like, I think it was uh, one of my kids the other night. She found a picture of Shaq drinking from just a, you know, a 12, 16 ounce water bottle, and it's so small in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. You watch him on like a fucking pregame show before like a, a basketball game. And he like grabs a bottle of water, and it's like, it looks like a just a, I don't know, it just doesn't look right, man. Get that man a fucking two liter <laughs> bottle of water, or like you know the big one liters. That at least it'll look normal in his hand, right. because he can wrap his fingers all the way around. Like it, his fingers are come back to his thumb. Yeah, they're fucking overlapping. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, and he's small compared to the Nakani. That's wild. Uh, man, where are we with time? Maybe I'll skip all the way. Sure. Yep. Let me tell you about the story in 2016, and I guess we'll call it. Excellent. This was actually on Canadian News, the Canadian Broadcasting Company. In 2016, this guy, uh, his name is Tony Willia, a man who spent two days on an island after capsizing his canoe says he had a terrifying encounter with a mythical creature. And in the Northwest Territories uh, Tolicho region, he's not the first. So this article is on cbc.ca, and I just looked up Tony Willia, T-O-N-Y-W-I-L-L-I-A-H. So July 17th, 2016, after boating hours from Wati to the most northern tip of Loch Lamart, 42-year-old Tony Willias spotted some garbage in the water ahead of him, a plastic bag bobbing in the waves. Willias slowly brought his boat up beside it. He reached in to get it, but just as he did, a wave rocked the boat and he fell over the side into the frigid water. He struggled to pull himself. What? I said, womp, womp. Yeah. (laughs) Fool. 
is what you get for trying to be unpolluted. Mm-hmm. Now there's more pollution. You flip your boat in there. Motherfucker. He struggled to pull himself up uh, back into the boat, but his clothes were heavy with water and uh, kept pulling him down. He grabbed a plastic bag of supplies and began the long, tiring swim to shore. I managed to swim to an island at the end of the point, Willie told the CBC in Tolicho in his Yellowknife hospital room a week before this, a week before the article. He said that's when he encountered the Bushman. All of a sudden, there was a big man standing beside me, he said. And then he must have walked away because I heard some branches break through the bushes. I packed out my clothes in a white bag and readied myself to leave. Willia swam away from the island and would spend another 48 hours alone in the wilderness until the RSC MP and Canadian military found him. This guy had this fucking thing come up behind him. And, he and it still didn't do has, He still has a head. <laughs> right? I don't know, man. Gotta call bull- bullshit on this guy. How you still got a head, man? Everyone else loses their head. He swam away. Is that is that liminal space? You just swim away. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Thanks, Dory. <laughs> Saved you from the uh, Nakani. That's what that's what that movie was all about, man. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Away from the Nakani. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all I have for the Nakani. Wow, man, that it does sound to me sort of Bigfoot-ish, Yeti, uh, just in a different area. But Sasquatch is in Canada as well, right? Yeah, I thought so. Up there somewhere. There's a whole lot of, there's tons of cryptid-type things and wild men of Canada. Uh, Hammerson Peters talks about a bunch of them in, just in the Nahani Valley, but there's a bunch across Canada, period. Hmm. And I'll have to share this uh, PDF with you, but I, I was looking up one of his, uh, one of his sources, George Eberhart, and I have this massive book, A to Z Cryptids. It's seven hundred pages. Holy book! Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's really just a, it's really a huge list with just few descriptions of each one. Just so this will definitely be a source to just read down for cryptids. How are there that, that many cryptids? I don't know. A lot of them are the same, though. That's the thing. Like, there's a well, we just talked about like a half a dozen wild men. Yeah. And we have ones like... that are, yeah, and, and all in the bodies of water is how many. All the different, different. Yeah. Goat men. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of them that seem to be bipedal. They're mostly human, but with other things going on. Like Mothman, Jersey Devil, Dogman, Goatman, Squatches of all shapes and sizes. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with me? Pretty interesting shit. Yeah. So I'm I'm very much into cryptids right now. But, I, you know, I'm not going to just go balls the wall on cryptids all the time. But I'm definitely going to, it's going to be a normal thing. We, I mean, we've been doing it all along, every couple of months. Both of us will pick a cryptid to do. Yeah. I have a PDF of that book, so I'll just put it in our, I'll, sh- I'll just share it with you. And then you can just go down and throw a dart at it and see which one you might want to do. 
Because even with the Nakani in, in that book, it's just a couple of paragraphs. And then you just go and do the research. So you can pick any of them and probably dig super deep into anything. Sweet. And that's it. All right. What do you think? Should we... Uh... <clears throat> when I thought about that Shaq watch joke, immediately I stopped and said, there's got to be a fucking picture of Shaq in a wig. Somebody has so have had said Shaq watch some point. Nope. No. Really? I looked up Shaq watch, and there's nothing. There's oh, nothing. Fucking, we can fucking make one. Yep. <laughs> All right. What are we doing? Uh, you mean, are we saying it or are we not saying it? Is that what you mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, just tell us what you think of the Nakani. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, uh, Bring on the Weird, and podchaster.com slash bring on the weird. Leave us five stars and tell us what you think of the Nakani. Is it a Shaq watch playing basketball with a, somebody's head? Is he working on his skills with a rock throwing? Trying to hit the canoe from far away. Downtown. He's nope. on fire. <laughs> what merch store are we going to talk about? Because we're going to be dropping. We're going to be dropping some. Yeah, we're not quite there yet on that yet. So I guess, I mean, just tell them the normal <laughs> shit, you think? or Yeah, sure. Because then, I mean, it's still viable. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys want some cool merch, you can go to myconspiracytees.com slash bring on a weird, tpublic.com and search bring on a weird or zazzle.com slash store slash bring on a weird. Mm-hmm. But soon, Ooh. soon we'll, we'll be getting our own merch store going and making our own shirts and all that. So going to be in-house, baby. Damn the middleman. Yeah, in-house. Uh, y- you don't really make much. From the from the big guys there, no, yeah. the uh, print on demand stuff, the royalties are poop. Yeah, plus I mean, plus you would support us directly. Yes, a one hundred percent us. Right. So, yeah, that that's a, a big bonus of it. It wouldn't be a subscription thing, at least not not right away. I mean, that could be an interesting future thing, but we're not going to talk about that yet. A subscription box or anything. Mm. No, we don't got time for that yet. No. <laughs> but, you know, Patreon is a subscription thing. Rockfin's a subscription thing, which is awesome. So happy that there's people that pay us monthly to listen to us in w- mm. whatever form. Absolutely. But if we did our own merch, then that's that's like a one-off. Yeah, so it's not a subscription thing. It's just you get a, a fucking cool-ass T-shirt and then... Throw some money to the podcast, and it helps us. Uh, 100% of this money that we've made is going back to the podcast. We've not bought a single thing that has not been podcast-related. <laughs> right. It's making them better. Every time we spend the money from the money we've made, make it just a tad better. We think, anyway. That's the goal. There's a learning curve with all the new shit. Oh, yeah. But we'll be good. And we had to... Uh, we we learned you learned pretty much from firsthand that the the logo didn't really do too well if we were making it ourselves, so we had to revamp the logo. Well, it didn't 
work too well for me. I, I mean, there's, I'm just learning how to do this part, so it's yeah. possible that I just didn't do it very well. But this new logo, honestly, I like the old logo, but I think this new logo far more fitting, and I think it's fucking rad. Hell yeah, I I love how it turned out. It's yeah, damn, it's good. Yep, definitely agree. And uh, we made it. We didn't hire somebody else to do it. We fucking did that shit. You did. <laughs> well, you found that font, and then we just started fucking with it, and then, yeah. boom. Yeah, it looks really fucking good, man. And maybe we ought to uh, do some merch that says, Stay Weird World. Yeah, I've thought about that, too. Around the collar, like you said? You know, I liked that idea until you said something about different sizes the radius of the collar will be different yeah for everything slightly but different and uh that that would mean making a new screen and i I, i'm not sure about that so uh, we'll have to play with it and see yeah it it would have to be something if if we did anything around the collar like that that would have to be very specifically special yeah that would probably be uh like a limited edition yeah. Make like, I don't know, a certain number. And then once they're gone, they're gone. Because that screen has been reclaimed at that point, And it's not there. <laughs> six of six sizes. No. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Nothing. It's for real this time. Stay weird, world. We'll see you guys next time.